Hello and welcome to the Couple of Critics podcast. Hey, hey, hey. You just jammed down to some old school hippity hoppity that we made ourselves. Yeah. It's so. We've been talking about redoing the song, though. Yeah. If we did, what would you want to do? Bossa Nova? Jazz? Country? I thought we would just re record the same song. Oh, just make it sound better? Yeah. Oh, that's fine with me, too. Ah, a remix. Gotcha. So, we are here again, recording on a Sunday. How's it going? It's, it's cold outside. frigid outside, but luckily it is warm inside. Oh, yeah. So, you could say, inside's the place to be. So, as far as I'm concerned... Get out of my drifts. Do, 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 do. Get into my car. Get out of my mind. Get into my car. Good backup vocals. No problem. Thank I'm here you. to support. I appreciate I'm that. I'm here to yes and in my non-improv training. Yeah, well, neither one of us have yeah. that sort of training, yeah. but we just like to be dumb. As so I say, thank you, you for know, uh, hanging out. We're not qualified. Un- Unqualified completely. And often unprepared. <laughs> it's, how, it's, it's more fun that way, if you ask me. <laughs> for us, probably not for you. <laughs> probably. I know my brother said that it drives him crazy when we mess things up in the moment, you know, when you're talking about, like, who's this artist and what did they do this song? Well, I'm pretty sure that there are at least a good handful of people who um, can't make it that far into the episode. So they probably don't get to the part where we sound really super unprofessional later on. What, what do you mean, super unprofessional? Just where it comes out, how unprepared and how stumbly we are and how we just forget simple things that we would typically remember. But once we're just in conversation and we're kind of supposed to be on the spot and we're not trained to be improv people or, you know, we don't have training as far as like being on the spot and no, we're in just, the moment so much. So uh, we're just two people who got microphones. We go a little brain dead sometimes. <laughs> and I challenge anyone else to do a podcast and not have brain farts or any sort of media not have brain farts oh yeah and uh, we totally welcome people to tell us what we do wrong and it happens and it's totally fine but just so you know at the same time like we're usually aware that we have made these mistakes (laughs) by then (laughs) um but not always sometimes we get suggestions by people and it's nice thanks guys yeah i don't care what you say about the podcast if even if someone says something shitty and it's true. Get into my car. Then then I'll try and change it, you know? Then it works. Even if you say something bad, then yeah. I might change it. Or I might say fuck off, which is probably what I'll say. Yeah, we haven't had that yet. I think that people just uh, turn us off if they get bothered. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But there's people listening right now. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So. And gal. This was my week. This was your week. This was my week of listening. So you feel like you are on top. You're in power right now. I do feel a little bit like I should lead the episode. I'm the guy who's got the phone plugged in for the tracks. I'm the guy who can hit pause. I'm the guy who can skip ahead on songs. And you're the guy who bleached his hair, so green looks more neon green than dark green. I have red hair, so I tried to dye it blue. Because I'm in my 30s, and I never got to dye my hair when I was younger for fear. So now I have this need to be even dumber than I was in my 20s and 
dye my hair weird colors, so I went to go blue. What were you going to say? You would color your hair, but with Kool-Aid. No, that was Bob. That was my brother. I thought that you had done that a couple times. No. What was your fear? My mom. My mom was always like, don't dye your hair. That's because when you would actually, when you let your hair grow, and even now, the part that is longer, you have nice hair. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous hair. Unless I don't... Remember, I had a habit of not brushing it. I was oh, washing it. I'm very aware. And I had that one dread starting in the back. And then you had more dreads starting, and then you ended up just cutting your hair off. Yeah, yeah. Because it got too much to, it became too much to no, manage. No, remember originally I cut the big dread out, and I did brush my hair. And I did have nice hair for a second. It was still really scraggly and not, oh, I think you did actually trim it. I did. I niced it up, and then I fucking buzzed it. You had nice hair. But anyway, I'm working on getting back there. But anyway... It turned out green because I got red fucking hair and I put blue dye in it. So the other day I bleached it and now it's sort of like red, blonde, green. It's not, yeah. Until it goes blue again. Going blue for California. I'm coming to California. You're going to California. Yeah. And you're going to get blue. Da ba dee da da. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember when that song came on. And, uh, we so were a... listen up. Here's a story about. <laughs> you remember the video? It was like it was so terrible bad. CGI. It was I really mean, bad. at the time it was just regular CGI, but it was just those like blue aliens cruising mm-hmm. in a spaceship, listening to that song. I remember going to a uh, middle school dance, and uh, I don't want to say his name, but it's not Jack McBlanahan like I usually do, Mister mm-hmm. Mormon. The guy you went to prom with. Okay. He, I was already by the concessions because I already hated the music all night anyway. You know how I am. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was even worse then. Yeah. Um. So I'm at the concessions and he comes up and he goes, oh, is there a worse song out there? And at that time, he was always Mr. Nice about everything. So just to hear this guy just be like, oh my God, is there anything worse out there? And he was talking about about blue. Did I do it right? Sure. I support that. It's more accurate than your usual shots in the dark, though. Orange, 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 dabble. So, what did we listen to? What are we going to review? We are going for the people to, who can't read. We're going to listen to and we're going to review one of my favorite Pantera albums, The Great Southern Trend Kill. The Great Southern Trend Kill. Fuck yeah! And I have a feeling it was very rough on you because it's a fucking heavy album, really heavy. Well, and I said this before we hit record and you weren't happy about it, (laughs) but I am ready to put a Confederate flag (laughs) license plate on the front of my car so everyone knows who the fuck they're looking at. Uh, I'm going to crank this Southern rock heroin loving shit out there and uh, I'm about to get trashy, babies. Trashy. Did you read the lyrics to this album? I did, I did, I did. You did? And you still think there's like southern stuff to it? The only southern thing I hear is They are southern. The, and yeah. let's not forget that it's called The Great, the Great Southern, southern trend, trend, kill. trend Kill and there's a fucking snake on it and they are known for having conf- I mean they have like at least one album with a Confederate flag and like in the background, right? Like thin I don't think so. Composed over a picture. Well, they no, they did have merch with things on but it. They but they did yeah. have like actual Confederate, like Pantera flags, right? 
they had merch with a flag, Confederate flag on it, yes. And I do believe Dimebag had a Confederate flag guitar at one point. But at that time, it's not, I mean, it meant the same thing, but it's not. No, it what meant it the is same now. thing. Yeah, I know, but it isn't. Yeah, what I'm not it is. asking you to defend it. I'm just saying. When well, I think of Pantera, when it. I imagine Pantera, I imagine Dimebag's hair flowing around. I imagine Phil and Selmo being Phil and Selmo. <laughs> and. A Confederate flag and a bunch of people with long hair like thrashing around and moshing. It's so crazy that I, I never think of a Confederate flag when I think of Pantera. I think of marijuana, alcohol, and hair. Was it a marijuana Confederate flag thing that they did? Yeah, they've had, they've never had. As far as I know, they've never had a Confederate flag. It was just like a shirt where, like, in the background you could see a Confederate flag with like a naked chick. With a pot leaf over her vagina. I had that shirt at one point, and it mysteriously went missing. I'm blaming my mother. I'm not sure if I would wear it now anyway, but... Well, I will thank your mother <laughs> for doing that, because you should not be wearing a shirt with a Confederate flag on it. She was right to do that. <laughs> I wore it more for the pot leaf and the naked lady. Because I've never been a Confederate flag guy either. Well, I hope not. I'm not a... And I don't even, I don't get Southern from this. I know they say Southern, but I lose that so fast because all I think about is a drug addict and dude yeah, from New Orleans. I don't see, you're right that there's nothing Confederate flag on like album covers. Yeah, no, they were never touting. I mean, they had touted it, but it was never like. And isn't Phil known for going on some racist sometimes. rants yeah, at but, shows but when he's, he's drunk? Not, yeah, <clears throat> but you can't prove he's a racist ever because he's never done anything actually racist he just says dumb shit he just says racist things but you can't prove that he's racist he doesn't really say racist shit he's never said i hate black people he's never said anything like that he's always just he'll defend skinheads and when he says i defend skinheads he's talking about real skinheads not nazi skinheads he's talking about real skinheads why does it matter? it's white power no matter what isn't it well the one he's only said white power once and he blamed it on wine that's the most damning thing that's ever been said by him. Because he, he was drunk, and at one show, like six years ago, he went, white power right at the end of a thing. And he said, I was talking about the white wine that I was drunk on. But that's that's pretty seedy. But I also know he's got tons of friends who are all of all races. So it's one of those things where it's like, he says dumb shit every once in a while, but what he actually practices is not hate at all. Yeah. He's, he... It's like it's kind of like the Roseanne thing. Roseanne is not a racist person, but what she said was, was she was dumb. tweeting. <laughs> it was dumb, and it could be seen as racist. But yeah. when you actually like get her side of the story and know where she's coming from, I believe that she wasn't being racist. That she was just being stupid and hateful. Or she's not inherently racist. She's just, she's not sitting around going, mm, "I hate black people. I hate." Jews, which doesn't she have Jewish? Yeah, anyway, I don't want to talk also, about fucking Roseanne. But she's a comedian. A comedian. Comedians should be able to say stupid shit and it be understood that they don't mean yeah. it. But I will say this. I wouldn't be surprised if behind doors Phil does say some even crazier shit. I wouldn't but either. I like to think that it's not like that and he's just a fucking idiot who's got a mouth who doesn't shut up and when he gets drunk he just says the dumbest fucking shit ever. And he'll tell you that. I'm an idiot. I've got a mouth. I should just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And I, I stop with the music. I don't really... He's one of those people that I would never like to meet. I think it would be like, I just want to listen to your music because I appreciate your voice. I appreciate your lyrical ways you write. But I don't really need to 
We don't need to be buddies. You know. Yeah. I don't think it would work. Okay. Well, I think that it's time after all this talking to start our great southern trend kill. <laughs> Let's kill it. All right. Do you have the release date? Because if not, yes, I do. I do. Okay. May 7th on 1996. And did you read that it actually reached number four on the 200 billboards? I did not, but I know that there are three singles. Yeah. This was at a time. I'm going to play the song. Here it goes. The Great Southern Trend Kill. <laughs> really heavy intro. Not fucking around. But anyway. Yes. Imagine how I felt first oh, I thing in the morning felt. putting this on. And all of a sudden that happened. I'm I'm in the process of training for a whole new job while still doing my job and really trying to like balance things and I feel kinda extra stressed right now. So this didn't help the stress factor. No, because I don't like listening to what feels especially the first time having that guard up, it's fucking noise to me. And still, I think it just I mean a lot of in metal, it's about like changing times and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes, for me, as being someone who's not a metal fan, yeah. I think it kind of muddies it up. Really? Yeah, I don't think because I think a lot of times it doesn't always sound clean. It's just like look at what look what I can do. Really? I think this album is fucking pristine. Well, and I really and I do have to say, uh, I do not like the sound of the drums on this at all. I love them. <laughs> I think they have a light sound. Uh, they sound. I don't know if it's because they sound like electronic drums, whether they are or not, but that's what it sounds like to me, and it doesn't sound like a full drum sound. Really? Vinny's known for having very thick, full drums. People aspire to get this tone. Yeah, I don't um, like it. Did you listen to it on like really nice speakers? I know you got your car with the one speaker, and I know those headphones are shitting out on you. I've only listened to it with headphones on. I don't listen to things that I'm reviewing that I haven't already listened to in my car because uh, of the... One speaker deal? Yeah. Gotcha. Huh. I've never heard anybody say that about Vinny's drums. I will say this. They aren't electronic, but the one thing that might be is the kick drum. But what they do in metal a lot of the times is they'll uh, they'll uh, mix the real tone mm-hmm. with like a triggered tone. They call it triggered. Yeah. I'm triggered. And it's like an electronic mm-hmm. pre-tone. Yeah. So it'll mix both together. I don't know what Vinny did, but I know that his kick drum tone is like what people want to be. People love this fucking kick drum tone in the metal world. Yeah. But I have heard from other people like Sharon, you, uh, I don't really have any other names, but they've said when I've showed them a metal song, they'll be like, oh, that kick is just, it's just tearing me down. Right? And I understand you say it too. I get it, but guys, you just disagree. I just disagree because yeah. I fucking love it. We used to put uh, quarters. I used to duct tape quarters to my kick drum uh, head, so when my pedal would hit the head, it was hitting the quarters, so you could get that metallic sound and the boom sound. <laughs> That's how much we like this stuff. Yeah, I think it just thins it out instead of just. I can hear that. Yeah. But I think it's so fast. It doesn't have such like a deep sound. They have to do that though, because when it's going like, if it's all muddy and just low end, you wouldn't hear the intricacy of it. He wants you to hear every fucking. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert. I don't like that sound. Uh, And I don't. I mean, like in general, like when it comes to metal, when they do have to like clean it up so it doesn't sound so bassy. Yeah. So they can, so you can hear everything that they're hitting. 
Yeah, I don't like it, and I don't. I don't like that constant repetitive sound because yeah. most drums, it's not like that unless it's like metal music. Yeah, I'd say metal music blast beats. You've ever heard me say that? Yeah, you say it. You said it last episode. Uh, yeah, blast beats and stuff. That's all just like. Just go straight eighth notes of side scan. I mean, it's impressive in other, in in like a breakdown, but when that's what you have as the foundation for your entire song. Whole song. Or, I mean, obviously you're going to cut and do other things here and there and come in and out of that, but it's just something that it really turns me off and makes me feel like, even though there are a lot of things happening, it makes me feel bored. Um, I was going to say, almost nothing's happening, even though a lot's happening. It's, it's. It's just the whole thing. Like I'm going to uh, do this. I'm rubbing my arm, and this way feels good. But then when I keep rubbing it, <laughs> it's not enjoyable anymore. That's a fucking amazing analogy. I've never heard. So that. it's that. That's just kind of how it feels to me. That it is it totally makes sense. Instant overkill. I'm being over sensationalized. Or whatever you know what yeah, I mean. Over stimulated. Over stimulated, and it's just it, it it's one to a thousand to me. Yeah. And I just it just turns me off. I totally understand, and I actually agree to a certain point. I think my threshold's way higher than yours, mm-hmm. but I agree that there is a, a lot of music out there that just relies on that, mm-hmm. and it's almost not a song anymore. It's almost just an exercise and. I feel like dubstep will do stuff like that, like in their buildups and things where it's just like, let's get as much sound and as many beats per Uh, second. (laughs) I'll say death metal is way more. uh, They use it way more, though, because like, yeah, they will make a whole verse out of that. It's not even like a breakdown. A Mm -hmm. whole verse will be a kick drum just rolling the whole time. And. And it I shuts agree. me down. <clears throat> There's a lot of it that shuts me down too. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't shut me down tone wise or anything like that. It shuts me down. Since I write music too, I go, you're getting kind of. So I just get bored. Getting a little lazy in that, aren't you? Because like, it just seems. Like I, I said the Dave Grohl thing last time. It's a lot easier to write a noise song than it is to write a hit song. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, the more I agree. And like, it just almost seems lazy to just go the whole time. But that being said, I do fucking love a lot of bands that do that. And again, they do. It is crazy. They're constantly mixing things up. There are all different kinds of sounds Uh going on, but it can be to the point for me where it's just overstimulation. It's just too, there's just too much going on and they try to jam too much in a short period of time. Do you get that from this album too? Yeah. I don't like the drums. You think they shout too much? Man. That's so funny because, like, in the metal world, everyone would consider him like a tame, like, love his drumming, but he's like a tame drummer. He's not like a crazy fast drummer. He's not like mm-hmm. super crazy all the time. I even have a couple friends who are like, man, Pantera would have been a lot better if they had a guy who could play the drums better. And when they say better, they mean they just wanted him more. to go. I want him to hit the drums way more <laughs> yeah, I want more hits in the song. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't need that because I'm really into like funk and soul. Rhythms. And I'm. It's hard for me to, yeah, to just hear, uh-huh. or yeah. whatever. Like it's just, I, yeah. Yeah, I have a theory too that ninety percent of people that do like music like that play music, and so they're just infatuated with the technicality the ability, of yeah. it. Anyway, let's move on. Um, war nerve. Yeah, this is getting on my war nerve already. <laughs> I gotta listen to the drums now and your thinness. 
said it was thin. I've never, ever heard that. I still don't hear the thinness. <laughs> it's so heavy, and I love this album so much. I've been listening to this since, like, ninth grade. I'm just gonna say I did have I still had Foo Fighters songs in my head when I was making myself <laughs> listen to this, so I was just like, "This is a whole new world." Do you find it strange that that Foo Fighters album made me want to listen to this album? Yeah, it, it was unfortunate on my. <laughs> but again, I listened to this again this morning because I I was bad. There is definitely a mind over matter thing with some of these things, especially when you listen to it the first time and you just don't connect to it. Yeah. And you kind of know that you're not going to connect to it anyway because it's not like I've never heard Pantera. Yeah, oh yeah. We've been together long enough that oh, I've yeah. heard plenty of Pantera. And Pantera is one of those bands that I will play around you. Yeah. It's not like, I, I don't play like Cannibal Corpse and Deicide around you, but I'll play Pantera around you. And then Dimebag's death of his death of his anniversary anniversary of his death and his birthday and things oh when you guys would always go to parties and stuff get together and you would watch pantera dvds and drink a lot of booze or when you would play shows and you would get his what was dimebag's drink Uh, black tooth grin that's right i can't remember what it was called but it has like two or three different kinds of alcohol in it doesn't it yeah i think it's seagram seven god i'm such a bad pantera fan right now it's uh, been a while. You also don't drink yeah, anymore. Yeah, I don't drink anymore, so I don't really celebrate it like I did. Um, Seagram 7. Uh, fuck. I'll look it up. And a splash of Coke. I know it's Seagram 7 something else on a splash of Coke. But I can't remember what it's in. If you want, I can look it up so you can maintain the music. Oh, that's fine. Cool. You can look it up. Um, and I would be interested in knowing because it's going to bother me. <laughs> Uh, you might hate this question, but do you think any of it sounds good? Any of the tones? Like, do you think the guitar sounds good? There are parts where it's okay, but for the most part, I'm just not into the overall sound. The drums there. What? It just sounds so thin. I think so. And maybe maybe there are just a lot of tinier sounding drums that I'm used to hearing that I'm just less familiar with and I'm just used to they like... They do put drums high in the mix. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing. He's playing them so fast. He wants... In order for you to hear that attack, he has to turn up the highs in the mix for it. So that makes it that tinier, quicker sound. And I bet it's also a reason guys like me have more hearing damage is because... They have to be so extreme with frequencies on this kind of music to mm-hmm. be able to uh, understand it. Uh, I bet it, but it hasn't helped my. Because you know I cut out at like such a high hertz that I can't hear anymore. And there's tones that you guys are like you don't hear that, and I fucking hear it, and I don't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So and that would make sense. That this is also rough on you since you already have. You've talked about tone being rough on you in the past, anyway. Mm-hmm. This is just this is just an over barrage of tones coming at you the whole time, pretty much. Except for you know you get songs like Suicide Note Part One later that calms down. Well, and that's why the very first time that I listened to this, I only listened to the first half of the album and then stopped 
and had to listen to other things and didn't revisit it for days. <laughs> and I know that that's not fair because when I listened to it this morning to take notes, it was easier, but it still wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, I don't like think I, I would never turn a leaf to where I would seek this out. To no, be honest, I never expected to. Either. It's so far from your range. And I'm so in. I love so many different forms of rock music. I mean, even on the last episode, I'm talking about how I prefer Dave Grohl screaming. But then when it comes to other, but I still like their, the music just sounds yeah. different. And Even when their music is heavy, it's not this. It's not metal. It doesn't specifically have that metal sound like I yeah. think this does. Which is that that specific drum tone that people yes. have modeled, you know, their sound after his. Countless albums. <laughs> and that is the sound that I specifically am turned off by uh-huh. a lot of the times. I also think you, you're talking about Dave Grohl's Scream. Yes. And Phil Scream, Phil Scream, they put a lot more distortion on his voice than they do on Dave Grohl's voice, too. So they're adding another whole extra tone barrage on you. Well, when it comes down to screaming, I think Dave Grohl, for me, his voice just sounds better. I feel like Phil Anselmo is putting a voice on, which is why he has had vocal damage over the years. Yeah. Because it does. there are so many times in this album where he is forcing... His voice, and he is just making weird sounds that <laughs> that aren't good, but way harder on the throat than that. Oh, and yeah. it, I mean, it's understandable why he has hurt his voice so much. But I don't even, I can't even tell what's real and what's put on at the same time. It just, to me, all feels put on. But I know that that's not possible. It's no, not possible his, that it's, it's all bullshit. No, that's his voice. But and it when sounds. He talks. Yeah, because he's kind of... Hey. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling so... Hey, hey! They said every music is dead and on. So he, he does talk like that. Is it like, like a that. Lemmy impression? No, he's... uh He lived in Louisiana. Uh Yeah, so he's a fucking southern hillbilly. He's a New Orleans boy. And uh he also smoked, I don't know, probably two packs of cigarettes a day. Drank fifths of alcohol by the fucking like water for years a heroin addict for years smoke cigarettes too cocaine. right yeah, cigarettes yeah like two packs a day i'm sure oh i'm sorry yeah you did say that i, I mean I've, you can watch countless interviews and he's Literally always got a cigarette in his hand flew over me and you can hear the vocal style and tone change <laughs> from pantera album to pantera album you can hear the damage mm-hmm. happening because i mean i, I could have given you cowboys from hell where he's like belting out the high fucking yeah. notes oh i've heard it because you yeah Bought it on vinyl and would listen yeah, to yeah. it when we lived with Adam. But at the same time, I feel like I can hear the things that he's doing that ruined his voice over time. Yeah. Oh, he's... He's just... He's yeah. not afraid. And there's also a guy named Seth Putnam from the band Anal Cunt. Who's, uh, I've heard of them because of you. Who does uh, backup vocals on this. There's so definitely gets... nowhere else where I've heard. No one else would have introduced cunt. me to Anal Cunt. That band is awful. Their whole shtick is just saying the most offensive thing they possibly can. So, and like they don't even believe the things they're saying. They're just saying it so you'll get mad. So, like they have a song called "Homophobia is Gay." Yeah. Or you died because you're a fucking moron. Like they just those are the songs. It's weird. Yeah. And he was a fucking heroin junkie, so I think Phil was just hanging out with him. It was like screaming in the background. 
And that guy really was a ruin your voice kind of screamer. Yeah. So let's move on to Drag the Waters, which is the first single that they put out, which I'm surprised. And this is one of the prime examples where my first note on this song is that Phil's vocals are exhausting to me. And this is, there are things that he does on this song in particular that I feel are contributing factors to his vocal damage. Is it the low thing that he does when you can tell he's just like... Like, not this. So much. But then also, I mean, you can hear he's like straining his voice. It doesn't sound, and I guess that's another thing, like it's hard, it sounds bad to me because it doesn't sound like he's, it's not like you have to sing right, but it just doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. It sounds like he is struggling to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't hear the not struggle. Not constantly, but there are times when it's like, I'm trying to sound tough. Oh, yeah, and it's it's, uh, <laughs> the ego. I have a hard time with it. Why would you write something though that goes and go and not go? <laughs> That's what it calls for. Unless your dude is pretty, and then it calls for. Never It can cause call for anything. It doesn't have to be this. I mean, and, I mean, it's fine. Bands don't. People like it, and that's <laughs> fine. I'm just saying the reasons why it doesn't connect with me. Yeah. And Phil is is a really big part of it. I didn't realize that the drums were also a big part of it until I sat down and actually listened to it from a more analytical standpoint. Really? Because huh. I just because to me it just sounds like I can throw it into that category of just being that metal sound that I don't dig. But then also I don't I specifically don't like Phil. I don't like him. I've said that before. I've said that many times because I was introduced to him by watching him in interviews and be drunk and be fucked up and be like a smart ass and just try and like stir shit up and get people riled and things. Huge ego. Huge fucking ego. ego. That's that's died in the last five, six years. He's really been humbled lately, but yeah, that was, and I, I have a hard time. I don't, I don't want to be around that sort of personality in life. <laughs> no, no. So I'm not entertained by that personality. I'm not intrigued by it. I just typically shut down. There are multiple things that turn me off about Pantera, and it's not that they're not talented. I just don't dig their sound. Because Dimebag was definitely a good guitar player. Oh yeah, he ruled. He was a good guitar player because he played what was right for the song, and he was technically amazing. So he was like this ultimate breed of, I can fucking wail, but it's also what was supposed to be there. He's not just wailing notes because he can. Which is the guitar version of what we were talking earlier with drums. It's weird because it's like, I I feel like I talk about my issue with some of your music and what you like about it is that it sounds dirty. And this doesn't this sounds so clean in ways yeah. that I feel like it's weird that that's what I don't like about it when that's what I wish the other things would be. Okay, like if you think do you think if the misfits had a cleaner record sound you would have enjoyed it a little bit more? Maybe because I've always been a little I mean, I like rock music, but I've always kind of gone in, I guess, 
punkier directions in the past than heavy metal oh, directions. Yeah, for sure. Because even though it's like more poppy punk, I've listened to quite, I've sought out a, quite a bit of poppy punk in my history. Like Blink-182, Good and, Charlotte kind and, of stuff. So. Yeah. And even like listening to The Clash and uh, oh, yeah. pulling things out here and there, like I'll just go in that direction more than... There's just something also just about polished metal that just doesn't work for me. Which is like a lot of modern sounding metal as well. It's very polished sounding. Oh, it's, yeah, it's insanely polished nowadays. This was still recording real shit. Nowadays it's all computerized and templates. I still think, see, that's the thing to me, the drums sound electronic. No, definitely not. It's definitely Vinny playing. I mean, I'm not doubting that he would be playing an electronic drum set, but... That's definitely his drum tones, except for the kick drum. But I bet the kick drum was real, too. I'd have Mm. to look it up in the production notes. That was Drag the Waters. Drag drag the Waters some more! One of the few songs on this album that's not about his heroin addiction. Which, at this time, not all the band knew. This was, like, one of their most tense times of the band. It's not just heroin. He also really, really, really hates the media a lot. Oh, yes. And he hates people who are, like, kind of posers. Oh, yeah. There's a song later on where, you know, basically you'll change your mind in five years and you're just, like, you're a poser. He he doesn't like it. He does have (laughs) some... uh, But, you know, who it reminds me of, though, and I don't know if she had this attitude from listening to stuff like this, but it makes me think a lot of Cherie and her attitude growing up a lot about... She loves Phil. About being, even though she was super into things that were popular, but she still had this thing that that kind of tugged her like to not like it because she liked things that were like anti-establishment, but then she still had like a soft spot for yeah. some pop. Because she actually liked it. She just liked all of it. She's definitely... She, uh, she just always has this like internal fight it seemed like she uh-huh. wasn't allowed to like all different kinds of things she just had to yeah. be like a specific something you know what i think happens why that happens trying to mm. identify no be something. well yeah but you've mostly because the kids that are making fun of you for the way you look you want to hate the things that they like and tend usually the things that the prettier people like tend to be the prettier music so you hate them then I hate your music too. And this is the music that's ugly music. Good, mm-hmm. I'm going to revel in this. I think that's why. But then with Cherie, she also actually liked all the pretty music too. So she had a yeah, she would internal make battle, exactly like you said. All different kinds of mixed CDs that would have like funny things. And it would be, there would be like rock and punk and uh, like, God, like flogging Molly and oh, yeah. different things like that. And which I mean, I would enjoy, but then she'd put like, "Hell, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie." <laughs> so she would put all different kinds of shit on there. And I mean, I grew up listening to that stuff too, so, so I thought it was jam funny. Out, but yeah. It was, <clears throat> yeah. I n- looking back, because she was always like, "I'm punk now," or "I'm metal," or whatever, and she was really just trying to find her footing and. If anything, she was more open to different things than me. She just had an internal battle with what she felt like she was supposed to be. Or like, oh, yeah. Like, if I if I dress this way, then I can't also like these things or listen to these things or watch these things. And 
Yeah. That's true, though, in both ways, though. And at that age, <laughs> if you're into metal and you show up wearing some shirt, that doesn't make sense. And you know you're going to be we'll looked be, at. All the metal kids will be like, what the fuck are you wearing? Mm-hmm. And then if the vice versa, if you're trying to fit in with the kids who aren't into metal and you're wearing some sort of Slayer shirt, they're going to be like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. So at that age, nowadays, I don't care if you show up wearing a fucking My Little Pony shirt and you're playing in a death metal band. Just play whatever that the fuck. Works, do whatever you though. want. Kind it's of. the whole ironic it thing makes, that happens a lot. It still makes so many people mad. There's still the whole big macho. You're not mm. wearing black. You got to look at the camera and uh. frown, and you got to hold an axe. Well, let's <laughs> bring this down, and yeah. uh, let's jump into tens. Tens. Let's, let's take it real low. Let's get real relaxed. Let's uh, do some heroin. musical heroin mm-hmm. and just lay back <laughs> and listen. I found out doing research on this that like tens were what you like the amount of heroin at that time. Yeah. So you just be like, let me get a ten. Yeah, I was reading that tens were the cheapest form that you could get heroin in. It was like a ten sack. Yeah, at the time the band still didn't know he was on heroin. And then they released this album in May, right? And then in July. Heroin or Phil overdoses on heroin mm-hmm. at a concert in Dallas. It was the hometown show because Pantera is the Dallas hometown band. And that's Vinnie Paul said like that's when he found out like that's when he knew Phil was doing heroin. Yeah. Yeah, he overdosed on heroin. And he was like, what the fuck is heroin? <laughs> so clueless, just in his own world, not seeing this guy that was once his friend rotting in front of him. Is probably another reason you might be hearing. I've never heard the strain that you're talking about in his voice, but it's, it's got to be if he's bad so fucking, in this song. He's on pain pills from his back surgery, or not getting back surgery. He needed to get back surgery, but he didn't do it because he said, I've got too much to fucking do. I can't be getting back surgery and go through rehab for a year. I got to go on the road. So instead, pop pain pills and do fucking junk and try and get through it. I mean, he did the studio vocals for this album with Trent, uh, Trent Reznor's studio. He wasn't even with the band because he didn't want the band to see him all fucked up. And instead, go on tour and then overdose. Yeah. Uh, I think he can... Uh, he is good at writing lyrics, even if the lyrical content doesn't necessarily connect to me. Yeah. But, yeah, I just do not like his voice at all. But, I mean, he was struggling with something, and we've talked about Scott Weiland before, so Uh he didn't take it as far as Scott Weiland did. He didn't take it all the way. He almost did. They just revived him. My Scott Weiland, (laughs) take it all the way. You ever wonder what could have been if, like, you know, nowadays it seems it's, like, cool to be in the healthier world and, like, have your shit together and, like, I'd much rather you... You know, have your shit together and put up some good music. Mm-hmm. You ever wonder what could have happened if Scott Weiland, if Wayne Staley, or if even Phil? I wonder about Phil if he would have just done the back surgery and taken the year off. How long Pantera could have actually ended up lasting without Think about the that with a lot of bands. STP. Yeah. And even the earlier doors. bands with members who died early. Zeppelin, John Bonham. I mean, even the Red Hot Chili Peppers were oh, yeah. shaken by an early yeah. death. It, it happens in a, for a, to a lot of people. Yeah, what's that guy's name? I don't know. Uh, I'm only thinking John Frusciante, but that's the, that was the second one. Yeah, John Frusciante was in and out a couple times. One. Yeah, and then the sixth one. 
I remember watching that Red Hot Chili Peppers behind the music many, many times. Listen to Dimebag Go. Deadbag Daryl. Fuck you. <laughs> it's okay if I do it to anyone else. <laughs> I laugh still. That was funny. Deadbag Daryl. Bodybag Daryl. Hmm? Bodybag Daryl. I didn't say that. That's <laughs> worse. Yeah, I make dead dad jokes. I'm allowed to make Dimebag Daryl jokes. Deadbag Daryl jokes. <laughs> That's what I want to call him. <laughs> Deadbag Daryl? Just like Heath Dedger. Just like Heath Dedger? Yeah. You gotta sound cooler and tougher than you actually are when you do metal, by the way. You can't let everyone know that every single metal guy just has cats. And just sits around and plays video games all day. Yeah, the macho thing just is something I think I have a hard time with. Like the ego man attitude. Ego where it's man. like, I gotta be tough. I gotta be bad. I gotta sound tough and bigger and badder than I really am. Like, I guess I, and, and this happens with hip hop even. I don't, but I don't like shit talking in hip hop. That shit turns yeah. me off. So I guess, yeah, when people are talking about like lifestyles and things that they don't have or they're pumping up something to make it more than it really is yeah. which i mean a lot in a lot of cases you don't know like a heart i mean clearly if someone's heart is broken and they're writing something sad it's going to be dramatized yeah. for the or, sake or not even written from an actual true story they just put themselves in that mindset yeah so there are different ways i mean different forms of this being a thing it's just when it comes to me in the form of like ego and tough guy i'm not into it and i think that that happens a lot in metal music which I mean, I think it happens in hip hop too. Yeah. But yeah, when it's the, when it's in the form of metal, uh, it just turns me off a lot. And I think that that's my, uh, it's a big problem with Phil. It's a big problem with him and his sound to me. I agree with the sound, but ninety percent of these songs are about how he hates himself. It's not actual bravado. It's I fucking hate myself. But it's still the the sound. I just bit my ah, tongue. Just, Ouch. Ow. It hurt me just watching that, the pain look on your face. And that sentence, I bit my tongue. Oh no! On the Snave. <laughs> <laughs> but I get with the tone. I want people to perform bestialities for but, me. But metal's angry. It's metal. screaming as hard as you can. But you're not. You're mad when you write it. You're not mad when you perform it. So I guess trying to oh. Oh, find that die. spot. And putting yourself there when you're really just trying to replicate how you felt when you wrote it, that's what's weird to it's me. Theatrics. It's show. It's just like every other show it's out not there. A, but it's not a show. It's an album. It's something that you're just listening to on your own. I don't need show. Yeah, you do. It's on every album ever. Not <laughs> you that don't need, kind of show. You don't show. like this kind of show. Yes, that's all I mean. Let's go to the next song. Next song. 13 Steps to Nowhere. 13. Which is not a talking head song, even if it sounds like it is. I don't get that reference at all. It's because they have a song called Road to Nowhere. So if oh. I were to hear just the song title, 13 Steps to Nowhere, 
I would imagine something closer to like Paul Simon or the Talking Heads than this. You know what he means by 13 Steps to Nowhere? I don't remember, but it, it was something. I did read the lyrics this morning. You go through the 12 steps to get sober. The 13th step is the relapse. So it's 13 steps to nowhere. And then it's also... How did no one know that he was fucked up and having these issues? Or they just didn't know about heroin? They knew he was a fucking... Like, he loved drugs, but they didn't realize he was like a heroin addict. And they didn't realize he was shooting up, which he had always said he wasn't going to do. And there's even an earlier Pantera song where he says... I've done it all but tap the vein. Eventually he does tap the fucking vein. So he did put it in intravenous, venously, or vein, whatever, yeah. in his veins. It wasn't oh, yeah. just like smoking it or. No, he did it everywhere. But I think he likes snorting it the most, but pretty sure he, uh. I, when I was in jail for my little, uh, dumbass. What was it called? Vandalism? Vandalism. Stint. Um. The guy I was a in, Nazi gangster Jew. <laughs> I was in. I was in. A, there was this guy in there that was in trouble for cocaine, and uh, he was talking about. Does he have a weird hand? No, that was another guy who did cocaine. Okay. But uh, this guy said. He said he started shooting cocaine, and that's when he realized in his brain shooting versus snorting he said why jerk off when you can fuck and he was that's what he related it to like snorting it is jerking off yeah and I can take it in the bank yeah but there's less disappointment when you're jerking <laughs> off way less there's I mean I don't mean like way less but way, way less room for disappointment <laughs> I should say it's not like my fingers aren't gonna get hard or like <laughs> I don't have to depend on someone else. It's like, like it's all me going at it. It's not like your fingers need to order blue shoes off the internet. <laughs> that never came. Yeah, where the fuck are those things? I don't care if I'm talking about it, by the way. I've been talking about it at work with Mel. The really? Mel Minute. Here we go. Mel Minute, you've been talking about your penis. Right. Fuck, I don't care. I can't hear anything. My sound went out. Really? Are you good? Can you hear? Talk, yeah, talk, it's talk. just not very good, but it's okay. That sucks. We'll work on it in the break. The break is coming up soon. So, yeah. Mel Minute, yeah. I've been telling him I ordered those blue shoes, and I was like, oh, yeah. Sam's going to have a rock-hard boner. <laughs> He's, like, so shocked that I'm so willing to talk about it. I don't care, but. It's becoming a more, I mean, there are a lot of problems that are becoming more common. Like fertility being an issue in the country, yeah. and yeah, they're all different factors with like testosterone being lowered in the body. And I've said that before too that I thought I had a low testosterone problem, I think which I've never gotten checked out. I don't give a shit if people know about it. I yeah. need some you assistance. You also don't give a shit about getting help because this has been something we've talked about for years. <laughs> I am and getting help now. No, all Shine you've done out. is ordered blue chews and they haven't come, so... Yeah, well, that's what they would tell me to do. <laughs> they would give me a prescription for the same fucking thing. Oh, well, instead of talking about uh, <laughs> the 13 steps to nowhere, nowhere, which is Sam stroking his penis 13 times and it's still not getting hard. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Just kidding. 13, steps. All right. I think it's time for us to take a break. It is time for us to take a break. And um, so I go check the Sunday mail to see if my <laughs> dick pills came in. <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing. Uh, all righty. Well, we're going to take a break, you guys. Uh, if you've made it this far, thank you. Congrats. And, um, motherfucker. Um, 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 uh, I thought you were going to take over by oh, now. Damn it. I was going to. Now shit's not working right. To say. Oh, my God. This is well, annoying. here we go. My name is Michelle. I improvise. I improvise like the best. I improvise like no one else. No one else. Because who wants to sound like me? I sound like crap. A crappity crap. A lock a poop. And a crappity poop. A lock a turd. And a fart. And a fart. And a turd. And a fart. 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 And a Live. Yeah, I'm live. I am alive and talking to you. I'm live! We'll be back. And now, presenting to you... fall down at your door. Oh, yeah, wasn't that fantastic? Everyone give it up for Sam and Michelle. That was great. Good job, kids. All right, anyway. Thank you for coming out once again to the outrageous film and karaoke night here at the Interstate 75 Dive. Okay, let's see. Who's next? All right. Up next is Herschel J. Pinhead singing one of my favorites. Here we go. Is this... Hello? Is this thing on? Oops, I did it again. I played with your heart, got lost in the game. Oh, baby, baby, oops, you think I'm in love? Oh, boy. That I'm sent from above? Oh, I'm not that innocent. Okay, all right, let's stop. You see, my problem is this. All right, stop it. I'm going to stop the music here. What do you mean? I'm going to stop the music right now. I can't right. finish the... I'm going to stop the music right now, okay? You're not going all to right, this let is, me finish this the song. This has just been fucking god-awful, all What? Right? You're not putting any emotion into it. you got to get rhythm, baby. I have rhythm. All right, I'm going on to the next person, okay? Get off. Get off the mic. No. I'll see you in hell. Yes, probably. All right, but get off the goddamn bike. I'm all gone. Right? We need to just keep moving I'm on with gone, the I'm okay? Okay. Next, we got to... Let's see here. All right, it's uh, Angela singing. Oh, we got Chicago. All right, we got any Chicago fans in the house? Fuck Chicago! Anyway, Angela, get up there and uh, let's hear what you got. Quite beautiful, all right, baby, but uh, you're gonna have to get some confidence behind those pipes. I can't take this windy throat shit. All right, let's get some diaphragm action in there and let's hear them pipes sing, baby. All right, 
Now get off the stage, okay? Get the fuck off. Okay. Sorry. Okay, let's see. Who's next? Who's next? I'll tell you who's next. Somebody who's not gonna keep fucking this up, hopefully. God damn it, people. Let's get this shit together. All right. Next, we got a beautiful lady. I've been checking her out since I got here. Let me tell you. She looks fantastic. Anyway. All right, her name is Stacy. Let's get her out here. And, uh, she's gonna sing a song I personally can't fucking stand, but anyway, let's try it out anyway. It's Indian Outlaw by Who the Fuck Knows. I just wanna say, first off, I love all people. Oh boy, what a way to start this. <laughs> all right, Regis, get her done! I'm not Regis, I'm outrageous, goddammit. Uh, don't tell me what the fuck to do. I'm an Indian outlaw, half Cherokee and Choctaw. My baby, she's a Chippewa, she's a one of a kind. Not bad. All my friends call me Bear Claw. The village chieftain is my papa. He gets his oldest from my mama. She makes me walk the line. Well, finally, somebody doing a good job, all right? You can find me in my wigwam. I'll be beating on my tom-tom. Put like a pop and smoke your song. Hey, pass it around. Hell yeah, smoke it up. I'm an Indian outlaw. Half Cherokee and Choctaw, my baby she's a triple wall. Hey, build that wall! What? No! God, get off the microphone! Get off the goddamn microphone! What the fuck, people? Oh, Jesus! What is happening here tonight? God damn it! We're gonna do this right, people! Oh my God! What a litany of assholes it's been. Uh, all right, all right, all right. People, we're gonna do one more. And if it doesn't shape up, I'm shutting this whole fucking operation down. Okay, Abe Lincoln, it's your turn. Please save the night for everyone. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's me, Abraham goddamn Lincoln. And I'm here to sing you a song that's so dear to my heart. Play it, my good friend, at Regis. Cause I'm a criminal. A criminal. Criminal. You cut him right. I'm a criminal. I'm a criminal. A criminal. What do you mean I can't talk like this? You can't come out in public areas and talk like that anymore, fuck, Abe. Fuck you, all right? I'm, fuck me? Yeah, fuck, fuck me? you. I've given you a million chances, Abe. What the fuck is going on? I'll smoke crack wherever I want to. Nobody said anything about smoking crack. You're fucking crazy, Abe. Hey, I'm out of here. You're fuck crazy. Off. All right, leave fuck that. Off, yeah. All right, whatever. Fuck you too, all right. man. Everybody, this thing is fucking over. Anyway, thank song. you for coming out to the outrageous yeah. filming karaoke night here at the yeah. Interstate 75 dive. Yeah. But it's over because oh, you yeah. people yeah. ruined it. Yeah. You yeah. ruined it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
The Bailey Hounds. Never heard of them. I haven't either. I just looked up. Cover. I'm just looking for a, a soft version of a Pantera song, and this came up. I thought, what an interesting song to make acoustic. The Great Southern Trinket. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yes. And we are back. Welcome back, Piapples. Bam, 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 bam. We are reviewing. The Great Southern Trend Kill. And we are the Couple of Critics Podcast. And you know who we are, Michelle? You know, as a duo, what we make is crunchy noises on the microphone. But we also are the Dicks. And when I say Dicks, I mean schlongs and wieners. With opinions. We're talking penises. Yes, we are penises who speak. Through our little dick holes. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it made me kind of queasy. Well, you've never seen Bruno, so you've not. No, you I don't haven't. have a picture in your head. No, I don't. Like I do. No, I don't. I do remember that South Park episode though, where his penis is on the run on that mouse, <clears throat> and it's singing. And it sings to the moonlight. Yeah, it's not like that. I mean, that's funny. Don't get me wrong. No, that, I mean that made me feel weird enough. So if that made me feel weird. Is the Bruno thing going to make me feel extra weird? Yeah, I'm sure you're not going to see. If you haven't tried to see Bruno yet, I'm sure you're not going to. I would not watch it. it. Out. I'm just not going to put it on. Okay, that's fair. I would probably not put it on unless it was to show you and just watch it again because I didn't like it when I saw it. I thought it was just him reaching too far after Borat to be over the top, and yeah. it was very over the top. I did not see it. All right, we're going to get back into this album. Yeah. Blood, blood, blood. All right, we're coming in with Suicide Note Part 1. Dear you, Whoa. this is the beginning of my Suicide Note. Weird sounds. Ooh. It sounds like a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> That's what it would be like in the 80s. You'd hear those really like electric toms. It's like the beginning of Earth Song. What about sunrise? <laughs> what about rain? What, if what about elephants? What if this fits perfectly in that tempo, like one of those mixes that people do? Oh my god, if someone would do a mashup of Suicide Note Part 1 and Earth Song by Michael Jackson, I'm gonna try to figure it I out would for shit. You. <laughs> I don't know the words. It's a good song, I love it. Oh, yeah, it's that one. What about elephants? Have we lost their trust? (laughs) Just a man down in his guitar. Does Phil play guitar at all? Yeah, but not very well. He's, uh... He played guitar for a band called Arson Anthem that he recorded all the guitar on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played guitar for another band, Necrophagia. I listened to all these bands so far. Yeah. Um, he wrote a lot of the Super Joint Ritual songs on guitar. Yeah. And then had other people who are much better at playing guitar play them. 
Okay. As well as with his solo thing, Phil Anselmo and the Illegals, he pretty much wrote the music and then has other guys. So this was, from what I read, this song was written after he overdosed on heroin. See, and that doesn't make sense to me. And was clinically dead for a short amount of time before being revived. Is that true? I read that too, because but that doesn't make sense to me. Because then the band would have known he doesn't overdose in Dallas until two months after this album comes out. Hmm. So I don't know what info's wrong, or maybe it was an overdose the band didn't know about. That could have happened. Yeah, that's true. A but non-pun- if he died, then. I'm pretty sure that's what happened at Dallas is he got revived. He died and was revived. And then didn't stop. Which many do not. He has since then. Oh, yeah. He's 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 pretty much clean. I think he drinks every once in a while, and then he gets too far on that, too, and then he has to take a step back again. But he still smokes weed, and he still smokes cigarettes. But yeah, he's not touching heroin. I think he's he's at that age now. And remember earlier when I said like we're in that we're in the world now where healthy is like the cool thing. Yeah. Which I think is cool. I love that because we're gonna get much better things from people and they're gonna be able to go on tour and things like that. Yeah. So I think it's just a better time for him now. And he's just like touring when he wants. He does what he wants. He makes whatever music he wants. And I think he's just at that age where he's like. Ah, too old for that shit. Yeah. I just want to make music. And then, like, videos are getting goofy again. Like, Super Joint Ritual videos were getting goofy, which it wasn't there for a long time. Uh, when I said necrophagia. No, yes. sorry. God, yeah, necrophagia. There's necrophagia and necrophagia. God damn it. I can't remember which one's which. Gonna, it gonna... sounds like you're saying the same thing, but I know that you're not. Necrophagia and necrophagist. And I listen to both bands. And Do I they can't... sound similar? No, not at all. Would um, they sound similar to me? Probably. Necrophagist is the non-Phil and Soma band. They're a crazy tech death metal band. They're playing. They're playing as a Yeah. So the playing is crazy good. Whereas Necrophagia was just sloppy metal that's going to talk about horror movies. They only wrote about horror movies. Yeah. But I listen to both bands. I don't remember what the point was. Got talking about those fucking extra bands. By the way, I'm just gonna let it play into Suicide Node Part Two, so it's about to get crazy. It does change quite a bit. So fucking heavy. Did you appreciate Suicide Note Part One in a way that it's like? It's definitely different it than it everything else on it. On the album, by far, yeah, it definitely stands out. That's the that's the difference between bands like Pantera and bands like uh, Cannibal Corpse and Deicide. Because they're never gonna have a moment where they bring it down. Yeah, they no, it's always it's fucking death metal. I appreciate the whole time. I appreciate that it was brought down, and I appreciate that. I mean, even if I'm not into the sound, I still appreciate what they do and what they represent, and that people like them. Yeah. So, like, if they had a bunch of tracks that were kind of almost more, like, ballad-esque, which that's not really a ballad, but you know what I mean, just 
yeah. brought down like brought that, down. it would probably make me like respect them less. Not that I respect them, but you know what I mean. Like, really, I feel like it's better that they do what they do and stay true to that, yeah. even if I'm not into it. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> I cannot like something and it still be fine. Yeah. Oh. Like, That's how it should be for most, like, 99.9% of things. Like, I don't have to like it for it to be considered, like, worth anyone's time yeah. or good or anything. It's just I'm personally not into it. It's just not your thing. And it, But it doesn't mean that, I mean, they obviously have a fan base. They have tons of respect. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to act like that doesn't, you know, it's not an important thing to you. Oh, yeah. So. Pantera was a very, very big band for me. It's, I think it's a very, very big band for a lot of people that are into metal. They're like one of the tops. Yeah. They're one of the tops of the pops. You'd put them up there with Slayer. You'd tops of the no pops. you put them up there with uh, Motorhead. At least I would, and I think many, many people would. I would listen to Motorhead over this any day. Well, you're going to listen to Motorhead eventually, so sweet. I would put Motorhead in more your range. I would, too, because it's more so, rock and roll. It's way more rock and roll. Actually, Lemmy always said, we aren't metal, we're rock and roll. That was his thing. He didn't want to be categorized as metal. Which they, I think Motorhead has a more rock and roll sound yeah. than a metal sound. Yeah. They have different tones, and yeah. I like that sound better. <laughs> you know how Lemmy ends shows most of the time? <laughs> what? When he was still alive, that is. He would go. We are Motorhead, and we play rock and roll. <laughs> and I remember uh, fucking uh, Hendrix, that kid. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was standing next to me, and he goes, "Yeah, they do. <laughs> 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 fucking right, they do." Motorhead was awesome live. It was just a constant drive. Yeah. And not like in a metal way, like in rock and roll way. It's yeah. Fucking sweet. Like a train. But they didn't have any ballads, right? Um, not that I remember. Oh. Really? They I, might I don't have know. slowed it down, and I know Lemmy was willing to do a lot of different things, but I can't imagine I'm that they would have any ballad type songs. Yeah. I'm not as versed on Motorhead as I actually should be. I have like two albums that I know. And I have hmm. an intense respect for Lemmy. But it just never really I love it, but I Caught on never, all the way. There's so many fucking Motorhead albums, and I think there's some that aren't as good as others, so it's one of those bands that you kind of have to weed through. Yeah. Like, like, for me and a lot of people, Pantera, after the first glam ones that nobody listens to, they're pretty much all good. We There's not a bad album. I listen to every single album. Yeah. From Cowboys From Hell On. Whereas Motorhead, I think you got to be like... Well, you can put these eight to the side and uh, listen to these eight. Just because they never stopped? No, they just always put out albums. Lemmy was always writing songs. No matter if they were good or... I mean, obviously, he put the best at the time. You know, they say, like, in a podcast world or YouTube world and all that kind of online stuff, they say content is king. Yeah. It's just about... It's just content. It's really not even about what quality is. You just need as much of it fucking possible. I think Lemmy... And that's why we're here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and now, welcome to the Couple of Critics <laughs> Podcast. So, I think they say, I think that was kind of Lemmy's way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Which I think there's a couple people like that. Like Alice Cooper. Yeah. In his mind, he's just like, I go out, I put an album out, I tour on that album, 
I take a rest. I put an album out. I go out and tour on that album, and that's just constant. But that you keeps are forgetting him... one step that he does in all of that process. Golfs. Oh well, I wasn't talking about that. What? He has to make time to feed his Frankenstein. <laughs> Does take a lot of time to feed a Frankenstein. <laughs> Sorry. I always assumed Frankenstein liked Doritos for some reason. No, I I know why because they always did that famous Hollywood uh, movie monsters thing on Dorito bags. Remember they'd have like Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein on the Dorito bags and Wolfman. I don't know mm. if you remember that. Mm. I remember going to Save Vaguely. a Lot when Save a Lot was still around in this town and they had like cardboard cutouts of the Wolfman and I desperately wanted them. <laughs> All right, let's go on to Living Through Me. Another heroin song. This song is like the dirty heroin song. He's like explaining all the fucking gross side of it. Talking about I agree. Like fucking in an alley and alley blowjobs and stuff. Staff infections. Dirty smelly girl. <laughs> and like later he says, it's amazing you're alive. He's showing her. He's disgusted with himself. And Phil has said when he goes back and listens to these songs, he's like, Jesus Christ, that was a fucking mess. Yeah. Like, and it's obvious in my lyrics. I was because earlier Pantera songs, it's all about strength and power, and like I will overcome, and you know, we're gonna do this. We're all, you know, one and blah blah blah. And then this era of Pantera is like, I'm a fucking waste. I'm gonna die. Drop that. How did the band not know who was doing who? Because of this energy level that he had? I guess, but I mean, when all the lyrics are drop the needle, I'm talking about injecting things into the veins. Well, if it's anything like me, I can't understand what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, but if you're in the band, you can listen to him just screaming. Swollen hole, empty bag, swollen bag, empty hole. He says swollen bag, empty hole. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm saying he says uh, swollen hole, empty bag. So I like to say it backwards. Swollen bag, empty hole. Oh, yeah. There's a uh, footage of him singing for down. Yeah. At like an Ozfest. Uh-huh. And he's so fucked up on heroin, he can't sing or hit a note at all. It's so bad. It's embarrassing. So it's just the proof of you think you got it, but it's really fucking. Hold on. Oh. Smoke this. It's Phil and Selmo ASMR time. Phil ASMR. I'm turning it up. There's a Black Sabbath song where Ozzy's song scoped this. I feel like to do this a lot. Get up on the microphone and put like these. Uh, 
seen like footage of him with a broadcast microphone just up on it doing those vocal takes. It's about to get crazy. Oh yeah, fucking love that scream. <laughs> How's your game doing? Great. <laughs> you gotta do something with those hands, don't you? <laughs> I'm still talking to you. I'm just jamming, man. Well, you're not. You're bored, so you're like, <laughs> well, I think I have way more uh, conversation than you did during some episodes that you may have been bored during, so it's okay. Yeah, that's right, I'm arguing. I'm throwing it down. <laughs> just kidding. I wasn't distracted by anything. I was just bored. <laughs> I'm never bored during this podcast. Yeah, you are. You were. Tired. You seem pretty bored during the Fiona Apple one. I don't remember being bored at all. This is still living through me, correct? What? Yeah. I thought so. Now you're living through me. Oh, well, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. If I would just shut the fuck up. Just let it happen, Living man. through me, hell's wrath. Yeah, that's right. I didn't write down the parenthetical. Which is another allusion part. to the heroin junkiness of him and just being in a fucking hole. That's to him is hell's wrath. Oh, and you can find interviews of Phil talking about like heroin being the fucking devil, and in later songs like in Superjoint Ritual, he's got songs where he says like, "Should I blame myself because I introduced them to the devil?" And he's talking about fucking heroin. So, was his issue almost always drugs? His angle of talking, his struggles <laughs> were usually drugs. It wasn't like necessarily religion. It was society. There were societal issues that clearly bugged him too. But like. Uh, at this time, it was all drugs, but before, when he was just drinking and smoking pot, before he, the reason he started getting into heroin and stuff was because of his back problems. He had something wrong with uh, some slipped discs. Okay. And he should have gotten a surgery to correct it, but they told him it was going to be like a year recovery time. And at the time, he said, I don't have a year to take off. Fuck that. So instead of getting his back fixed and just taking a year off, he just downed pain pills. And then eventually, pain pills led to heroin because he was in the rock and roll scene anyway. People are doing H anyway, so I don't see why it has to go from one to the next. It's not like pills stop being available. Unless it just stops being cheaper. enough. It's Is cheaper it? and prescriptions run out. That's true. And when you're downing them <clears throat> ten at a time, they run out in three days. How the fuck do you down ten at a time? You get fucking uh, immune to it, and then heroin's cheaper. You're getting it easier. You don't have to get a prescription. You're already in legal trouble anyway because the bottle that you bought doesn't say your name on it. It's true. <laughs> So you just get the Why H. Why you never leave the label on? <laughs> you can still get in trouble with that. I know. You I'm switch the pills. Saying. I'm just saying, guys. I'm just telling stories out of school. Out of school. But like I said earlier, all the earlier Pantera stuff was just about strength and power and, you know. In the South? No. Being a Southern man. No. What, no. Did, what was that that you talked about them being a band for a was it Austin? What, huh? what? What didn't you say? A Texas city earlier that they were Dallas. Like, Dallas. 
Phil's from New Orleans, but Pantera the band is technically a Dallas hometown band. And so, what is that about? They're I from guess. Dallas. So, how did they meet Phil, Phil? Phil tried out for him. Okay. Okay, I just didn't know what that he meant. Went, he went to Dallas and tried out for him and got the gig. But he got the gig when they were still in their power metal glam days. So mm-hmm. Phil's wearing uh, mascara and, and tights. tights and teasing mm. his hair. I remember you have shown this and to me. And then they did the one album called Power Metal. <laughs> and it's it's not very good. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised that you don't even listen to it just for because no. it's funny. No, because you get the glam still in the first one that I do listen to, Cowboys from Hell, because he's still doing the uh, high-pitched screams. Yeah. And the guitar work is still very of an 80s sound, but they dropped the whole glam look. So was he, do you think that that is what was damaging his voice and then this is just him like struggling because he maybe hit it too hard in the beginning or do you think is this is when he is I think more damaging? I think he wanted, I think Phil always loved heavier music and then when he got in Pantera and he did the, and Cowboys from Hell got super popular because Cowboys from Hell took the fuck off and they're torn like crazy. Yeah. They all have addictions. So then he starts drinking like fucking crazy, mm-hmm. which is damaging to your throat. He's smoking like crazy, which is damaging to your throat. You're not sleeping on the road, which is damaging to your throat. You're talking all the time when you're partying and you're yelling over people. So you're never giving your throat a rest. And then... So that's fucking his stuff up. They never stop. They tour. They put out an album. They tour. They put out an album. His back goes out. Heroin kicks in. Pills kick in. Even more damaging to your throat. And then it's just a snowball. I think if he would have stayed healthy, you would maybe still be hearing him possibly be able to go. A snowball or an eight ball? (laughs) (laughs) Both. I think he'd possibly still be able to hit those high notes. Because yeah. guys like Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden, he can still hit those notes. He can hit that high. But he took care of his voice. Rob Halford, he can still do that, but he took care of his voice. Yeah. Pantera was the party band. They're the fucking drinkers. They were the party. Speaking of that, I forgot that there is one other way that I remember uh, Pantera by, which yeah. is, is similar to Guns N' Roses, is that um, when you would go to like carnivals... And back in the day when you could win those pictures. Those those little square pictures. Like cardboard framed pictures. They had the little glass piece over them. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I would see a lot of like Pantera. That makes sense. And Guns N' Roses and stuff like that there and Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah. And South Park. And South Park stuff. (laughs) South Park stuff was also big. I've still got a couple of those. So yeah. They're just not in the frame. Oh, there's one right there. Uh Uh-huh. Boom. Yeah, the thing is ancient. The glass was knocked out years ago. But yeah, stuff like that is what I think of also <laughs> with Pantera. I probably had one of those too. Is which I mean, in my I, in my mind, Carney's party. Yeah, and they do. It's not just in your mind; they fucking do. And it also <laughs> makes me think of oh like a God. bowling alley and like people who drink and smoke tons of yeah. cigarettes. Like that's yeah. what I. And that's it. It definitely was that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, at least at the time. Do you remember going to Randy's that one time when the carnival was in town and that carny came up to me? Yeah, I do and remember. I, I was that like, one black guy kept doing country songs. <laughs> Garth Brooks songs. Yeah, he was the most country black man I've ever met uh-huh. in my life. He was <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> and then we sang Temptations and he got down and he was like, <laughs> that's my shit, this is my... Oh, man, what did he say? But he fucking loved that we were doing the Temptations. But <laughs> there was a guy where He was doing Garth Brooks there was and a, we were doing the Temptations. <laughs> 
I never even thought about that. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy. I always wondered if he put on more of the cowboy thing so that he would get along more with the, uh-huh. the carny folk. Because when we did Temptations... He'd also just be from the South and then just be also who he is. He let his funk out. Like, mm-hmm. he, he started dancing differently. And there's a chance <laughs> that he definitely he just likes both of it. I mean, yeah, it, I'm sure he does. I fucking like some... He had cowboy boots on. Oh, yeah, uh, you both, like, so. yeah, you do. And he had cowboy boots on. He had the like plaid shirt, the jeans, a mm-hmm. cowboy hat. He talked like a fucking cowboy. Mm, yeah. He's a southern uh, man. God, he was so cool. Southern man. But there was a guy who was wearing a, an aborted shirt, which is a death metal band. And I still haven't looked up if aborted. I'll tell the story first. Do you remember he came up to me and I was like, oh, cool, aborted. And he was like, oh, if you like that, you'll love this. And he pulled up his pants leg and there was a swastika tattoo on his leg. Oh, shit. I you do remember, remember you telling me And that. I was like, oh, uh, what? And then he like obviously got that I was not into that in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And he was like, oh. And then, like, put his pants leg down real, like, shittily and walked away. <laughs> like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. So and I still haven't looked in if aborted has anything to do with Nazis or racist Skinhead stuff. stuff. Yeah. I, but I, I don't know. And to this day, I'm still fucking confused. Well, you could definitely look it up. It's weird. I should. I should look it up. I can settle myself. Figure but probably out. not. There's a lot of bands that assholes just take lyrics the way that they wanted to take it and affect it to what they want to believe and it's like I didn't write it that way at all what the fuck are you talking about I'm not yeah but it's still also the idea of why would you write it in the first place no I'm not talking about anything that can even be construed that way you could just be like talking about like a true crime thing and then some guy listens to it and he thinks it's he interprets it his own way as your belief system or something yeah exactly that happens all the fucking time all the time All right, let's move on to floods this is a very... Rain, rain on my face. <laughs> Blame it on the rain. No, I was doing that Jars of Clay song. What a fuck I just... swim after 40 what? days and oh, was about... It was a very popular song by a Christian fan of the 90s. I didn't think you were singing Blame It on the Rain. I was just... It was a continuation. No, no. Do all rain songs. That song is called Flood. Is it? Yeah, huh. so that's why I wanted to make sure that I could reference that. This is a very popular song in the Pantera world. This was my second least favorite song on the album. Really? Mm-hmm. This, uh, the solo in this album is... Yeah, I did read about how that important that was, and that it is a good solo. But I think up until then, it's very boring to me. And then, now to the crawl! Like, I just don't like the sound. That's that forced tone you don't like, is it? Yeah, I don't like it. Where he sounds like he's pooping. And I don't like the repeating when he'll be... Excuse me, hold on. Yeah, not into it. It just seems really simple to me. Um, Not that I could do any better, per se, but it's just... Yeah. And then there, he just mentioned rape. Now, I'm... I know that you don't like me bringing this up, but I really wish that your music didn't mention rape at least four times per album. <laughs> because m- rape has been mentioned multiple times in this album, and I haven't brought it up until now. I saved it until now, which I think might be the... No, it's not. I don't think it's the last time that rape is mentioned. Never mind. But uh, This is the only song where he means it in the sexual way, though. All the other ones are, like, ripping someone off. Ripping them financially. And this one's a song about a great flood coming and people losing their shit and uh, going crazy. So, not promoting it, but he is bringing it up. I'll give it to you on this one. 
And it's weird. When we're doing this podcast, I have noticed. And I knew it was going to come up when I was like, fuck. Yeah. Another one. I expect it with Guar because it's like one of their, that's their shit. Yeah. But this one, I was like, fuck, I guess they wait a couple times. But then I was like, oh, well, he only means it in a sexual way once. Yeah, it's still the word choice, I guess. It's weird that so many metal guys like to talk about rape. And I'm not sure if it's so many. It just might be the ones I listen to. <laughs> Sam has rape fantasies. I definitely do not. Better to have a fantasy, I suppose, than a lifestyle. I don't have either. But I don't like any of it. Tell me about it. You're making me listen to all this rape music. <laughs> I bet you'll find a way less sexual predator rate in the metal world than you will in other genres. Yeah, there definitely is this uh, thing in rock music in general that's like little girl, and yeah. I mean little girl is mentioned way too many times in way too many fucking songs. Yeah, but I was saying the opposite with metal. What about it? That even though they mention it a lot, I bet you'll find a way lower rate of actual sexual molestation and sexual misconduct. You're going to bet that on what? With what information? Because I can barely think of any death metal guys who've gotten in trouble for that kind of stuff when I can think of many regular like rock and roll and blues guys and rap guys who have. What if it was just for research? <laughs> oh, then it's fine. <laughs> well, clearly because it didn't hurt anyone's career who just claimed that they were doing it for research even though nothing ever came about yeah, that. That's so weird. The Who! And we're going to put it in... They put uh, that Who Are You song. They've used it as so many different TV show theme songs. That The Masked Singer, which is a really bad show that I'm just watching out of curiosity while I work and only halfway paying attention to. They That's their fucking theme song. Huh. Who are you? Who the fuck are you? That was a big thing for me and my mother or my mother and I when we'd be in the car. Is this the version where they're going to say it? Did the radio re- realize? Are they going to let it play? Well, they used to do it on WEBN and then they because they used to pay for the fines, I guess. Or it was just under different rules because you could hear songs or with the curse heard. words at the time. Yeah. That shit also has to be reported or heard by the people. So if they didn't hear it and nobody complained, they don't have to pay shit. I bet it's easier now because they have fucking robots just listening to stuff yeah, and scanning for I'm certain sure. words. I'm sure. Even where I work, they have systems that are set up that just, like, scan to hear certain words sometimes. Oh, really? To trigger stuff. That's creepy. Huh. That's fucking weird, man. I just want to say that I feel really at peace right now. I feel really relaxed. <laughs> kind of like I did some heroin and I'm just thrashing around in the trailer park. I love the little low tom sounds. Adam's got the Vinnie Paul snare. Signature snare, though. I keep forgetting Vinnie Paul is dead. 
So it's like half the band. So yeah, it's like officially no Pantera reunion happening now. Definitely not. Which I would have totally supported. <clears throat> they just got. My idea was always don't get one guy to do it. Take like three guys out on the road. Mm-hmm. Who are known yeah. like Zach Wild and two other guys. Different perspectives, and different they all interpretations. Play different songs, and that way you're yeah. not like. That way people aren't going, oh, you think you're the new Dimebag? No, there's two other yeah. guys. This is, we're just playing these so you can hear a form of this band because I didn't get to see Pantera. That's much more expensive, though, to have, like, multiple guys. Yeah, but I think they would be able to sell big fucking venues. I mean, they go on that G3 tour where they bring out, like, three amazing guitar players. Especially if it are if it is people who are following certain guitar players as well. Yeah. Just because I don't doesn't mean yeah. other people oh, yeah. aren't. That's true, so. too. I didn't even think of that. Like, I'm just coming in because I like uh, Zach Wild or... Mm-hmm. Well, if you like Zach Wild, you like Dimebag, but... like it's just those Joe Satriani st- would never do this, but styles. if it was Joe Satriani... Yeah. I can't see Joe Satriani doing that. Old Joe. That's funny. I didn't expect that to be one of your uh, least favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And I do know that it was a single, but yeah, it was my least... Oh, yeah. I second least the favorite. Singles. So what did we have here? We had Drag the Waters was first, and then the Suicide Note, which is just the two put together. Really? Yes. That was a single. Yeah, there might... I don't know. I haven't looked for it. There I might mean, I'm be sure an, it didn't get like radio play. Might be an edit. But it got like rotation on MTV. I don't know. But you know how they like... Uh, you know, Frank edited down the... To don't eat the yellow snow. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they did that. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I've I know other metal bands like uh, Mudvayne. Their songs were longer, mm-hmm. like five minute long songs, and they would get it down to like a four minute long song. So they would like cut a out, radio like a, edit. Cut out, yeah, radio edit. There you, you can go. roll with that's rock, or you can radio Bam. edit. Yeah, so that's what's that from something? Yeah, it's what is that it? cowboy song by Kid Rock. Kid rocking up and down the block. You can roll with rock or you can radio edit. Oh. <laughs> what is it? Suck my cock? Yeah. <laughs> is that the wanna be a cowboy, baby? You know what? I've... I can smell a pimp from a mile away. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here. What? And I've never felt this way before. And I thought about it just the other day about Kid Rock. I still don't like him, and I don't like his music, but I do like that he doesn't stick with one thing. Boy, do I have a goddamn treat for you. So I decided to get on Snapchat earlier while I was taking a shit because uh-huh. I needed something to do, and um, Jimmy sent this to me. Jimmy Roland? Jimmy Roland. Kid Rock on someone's window. <laughs> back window. I think maybe passenger side? Yeah, back passenger window going down the street. Kid Rock's face. Kid Rock. Uh, hey, I'm telling you, I don't have a, I have more respect that he doesn't stay in one lane. And he was just like, yeah, this is the kind of album I want to make now. Well, he's on a car, so he can switch lanes all he wants to. <laughs> God damn, that was clever. All right, let's move on. Okay, last song. No. No, it's not. I'm no, sorry. The Underground in America, second to the last The bottom song. of my page is all curled up. So. Oh, you got a curly page? Curly page. Always have curly pages. I almost gave you the live album. That would have counted, right? We can do live albums, right? Yeah, we can do best ofs. We can do greatest hits. Cool. I almost gave you the live album. 
But I think it would have been more rough on him because Phil's just all screaming out. Well, he's all screaming on this one, too. But you get Phil dumbass stage banter on that one. Like, they say heavy music is dead and gone. Y'all do me a favor. Y'all do me a favor. Look at the motherfucking next to you. <laughs> Look at the guy next to you smelling bullshit breath. <laughs> and, and I know the band is this big. Like, Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up, Phil. And then you think back on it. Hey, he might be on junk again. And he's just rambling. I hate heroin. It's taking junk. so many. Because it is junk. I hate that shit. It's taking so many people I love. You mean so many people who you love have given themselves to junk? Yes. And who have love thrown lives. their lives away? Yes. I don't like saying that the drug. And it's oh, no offense true. to you. I don't. I just don't like being like the drug did this. No, huh. like it was that person's choice. They were playing with fucking fire, yeah. and they were standing in the fucking logs when they <laughs> lit the match. So I don't. I'm not saying don't have sympathy or whatever, but or that it's not addictive. Yeah. It's also it hard for me to... It's, it's the whole thing, like, saying that it's a disease. When, like, addiction... Uh, you're, you're stepping on hot water on this one. I know, but it's just a weird... And I don't, I'm not saying I stand firmly in any direction. But how much of it is the addiction and how much of it is also a choice. But I don't have an addictive personality. Yeah. Well, they say it's a disease because it changes actual brain chemistry. Yeah. And that makes sense. And yeah, you're lucky you don't have the addictiveness like uh, everyone I know and <laughs> have myself. And are related to? Yes. <laughs> Remember when I used to tell you when I was drinking I don't have a lot? that in my family, though. Yeah, that's true. That's good for your family. They but were I just don't... religious wackos. <laughs> <laughs> Much more that than uh, substance abuse, yeah. that's for sure. Alcohol yeah. or any other kind. Man, imagine if they were both... It's a new thing now with my hosting uh, Christmas Eve dinner. My dad showed up, brought a couple beers. Yeah. Uh, my sister and I drink wine. Your dad, but you three are the example of what a person should be able to. I envy like you guys that I can't drink like you. That my dad yeah. brought like two beers to show up beers. and drink with dinner and I to hang out. I would have brought a fifth of whiskey. Yeah. And it would have been half gone. And I would have had to stay. <laughs> no, I would have had to have driven home. Yeah, yep. And stop drinking. Where the original plan was I was supposed to drive home and stop drinking. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. We never fucked Mel. I mean, not fucked Mel, but like... I've told, fucked Mel plenty of told times. Told Mel to fuck up. We never... <laughs> shit. Oh, I was just telling you that I told him that I, I ordered the boner pills. Not pills, but whatever it is. Is it gum? I don't know what it is. It's blue just chewable tablets for, then, your, for boners. And then he was very surprised that I told him and I was like hey man a guy needs help he needs help I'm not ashamed I agree good and for then, you uh, fuck but it. still fuck Mel and then and then yeah fuck Mel fuck you Mel I just thought we should close that because we've been, been, been getting bad with closing that <laughs> <laughs> we forget the whole fuck you oh fuck you Mel and but uh, I was going to say earlier you remember when I was in my heavy drinking days and I told you that the bottle would literally talk to me I remember you saying that, but I remember you also hearing voices when you were a heavy drinker and you would contact, like, community mental health because you thought something was wrong with you. Yeah, because I was an alcoholic. Yeah. Teetering with a bad thing. I haven't had any of those issues in a long time. Yeah, you used to hear voices and it would freak you out. <laughs> I didn't hear it talking. It was just saying... I just heard my name all the time. Mm-hmm. 
And that was like in my most stressful point of my life. I was going to go to jail. I was. It was. It was after we that. We were not too. married yet. No, it's been since then too. But you were. Oh. In your heavier drinking times, it was uh, the so second time we lived with times? your mother. Huh. I'm crazy. We're all fucking crazy in our own right. It's never been any like talking to me. It's just I swear someone said my fucking name. And I like to turn around and be like, huh? But it made you feel because it was, it, I think it was, it was a lot. starting to happen a lot. Yeah. And I was, it was scary almost mm-hmm. like a ghost scary. That or just like a g- ghost felt like you weren't maybe in control. Like. Uh, and I also read that schizophrenia starts in your, it can like late twenties or mid twenties. That's when it can like, can that be triggered by alcohol abuse? I think it can be exasperated by alcohol abuse, but oh, okay. they said you can start noticing symptoms in your 20s. Okay. And like, you, it's not, you're not, like you would think, I'm out of the, I'm, I'm not crazy yet, I'm 22 and I'm not crazy, but no, you still can go fucking crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. So that was like scaring me, like, oh no. Fuck, dementia doesn't even happen until you're old. Yeah, exactly. And I'm scared of that too, because. I'm really scared of that. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the idea of being Come, I mean, I already feel confused enough in my <laughs> life that I don't want to be that I can't remember the person who that you're talking ha- to, who I've known my entire life. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's going to be sad. Hopefully, by then they made little nano ant robots that go into our brains and fix things. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to live to be super old with my diet and my. Oh, we're gonna do habits. DDP yoga. We're gonna do it. I'm actually not against that. No, I'm I'm for it too. Doesn't it help you with your eating too? I don't know. You're supposed to like watch your food intake and it tells you what to eat. My intake isn't really that terrible. It's just that I eat high caloric foods. No, I eat way fucking less than you do. And a lot of times I'll eat way better food than you do. I I eat terrible. But you are way more active than I am. That's true. And that makes a difference, but it doesn't mean that your insides are better than mine. I just think my insides are really bad. But I've also also taken a lot of, uh, for the last couple few whatever years now i've been steadily on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication so that's not great that stuff kind of freaks me out and for for whatever reason the older i get the more i want to drink i don't know if it's the stresses of life or (laughs) what it is but i mean i don't feel like i'm doing i don't feel like i'm making great decisions for my heart we're gonna do it let's ddp yoga it up we can go in on it because i think you gotta pay something all right, so we have one more song. <laughs> the reprise, Sandblasted Sand Skin. Skin. And this is a fucking heavy one. You ready? Yeah, this song is also technically only one verse. Play it. Yeah, three, two, one, play. Oh my God, I can't imagine the pit to break out for this song. I'd Did, be going fucking nuts. Is this a song that they would not perform? I don't live? know. I don't really know much about Pantera Live because I never, I never saw them. One band that, that I, shit, right? I could have. I was in high school when they were touring. 9/11 stopped their tour during the rev, uh, the last album they put out, and then they broke up. So I could have gone. I could have been there. Did they break up mostly because of Phil just being too much, and they couldn't yeah, be a band without that? Yeah. Band tensions were high. But what was it between anyone else, or was it Phil it involved was between, in all of them? It was between Phil and uh, Dime and Vinny. They didn't really the get brothers, along, right? Yeah. 
And then Diamond Vinny started another band called Damage Plan. And we're touring, and Phil is doing Super Joint Ritual. They also blamed him spending too much time on side projects, like Down, Phil? Super Joint Ritual. Oh, I started. didn't know that all of that was oh, at yeah. the same time. Down existed at the same time as Pantera. Super Joint Ritual, I think, started at the same time as Pantera. And then, was it his idea, or was it people being like, hey, I want to do something with you? And it's him. Like, cool. It's him. He wants to do every type of metal, because... Those are all different sounds. Mm-hmm. Pantera and Down are way different from each other. Yeah. Super Joint Ritual is way different. Even uh, Arson Anthem, like I mentioned earlier, where he plays guitar, it's way different. Is he the lead vocalist in everything that he does? No. In Arson Anthem, he doesn't sing at all. Okay. The, the singer from I Hate God is the singer of that. I can't remember his actual name. I think it's Mike something. But he's the singer of that. Mike the Devil? Sure. <laughs> Mike, who is also also a heroin addict. I think what happened with a lot of these side projects was he made new heroin buddies, and then they got all fucking junked up, and we're like, "We're gonna make some music, man." Because <laughs> you can watch. I have a Necrophagia DVD, and I think I've shown it to you. Where Phil, they're doing interviews, and it's really shitty, like home camera. Mm-hmm. And it's Phil and this guy named Killjoy. Killjoy <coughs> did the vocals for Necrophagia. Phil did not do vocals for Necrophagia. He just played guitar, and his name was Anton Crowley in that band, which is an Mr. Al- Crowley, which is uh, Anton Lavey and uh, Alistair Crowley put together. But in the interviews that they're talking about their music, <coughs> Phil be babbling on. You can tell he's all fucking on heroin, junked up because he's barely been able to talk. Yeah. And while that's going on, you can see the other guy falling asleep. You know how heroin addicts do a nod. Yeah, I mean, I I know from what I've seen, not in real life, but yeah. Yeah. So you can just tell they're all fucking junked out. So I think that's how the side project started. Because like Super Joint Ritual, there was a little bit of heroin problems in there. Yeah. Uh, Fucking Hank Three, he drums for uh, Arson Anthem. Yeah. And he played bass on tour for a super joint ritual for a while there. And he likes H, too. Oh, that's right. He was in super joint. For a little bit there. He didn't play on albums, but he played live. Okay. And uh, there is a little later thing where this song comes back in, but we don't need to listen to that. It's interesting. I've never... I don't know that... I mean, to have all that space and to just come back in to just kind of play the same little thing out. Yeah. yeah. Usually you would come back in with something different, or like a hidden mm-hmm. track or something goofy, like that STP album with the the second album. Or fucking Dookie, where he oh, had... Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all... I was all by myself. Yeah, they're... <laughs> yeah. All kinds of artists will put full songs at the end of... No one was looking. Songs. I was, I was thinking, thinking of you. you. All right, so we have some cool. questions since the album is over, and you actually do have a uh, radio interview coming up here. I do. So, I gotta get off this. Oh, shit, that's in 15 minutes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so we need to we wrap get this, this over. up. So <laughs> why did you choose this particular album? Because it made me listen to it when I was listening to your Foo Fighters album, and I thought it was a cool, natural progression. And it, So it was this album in particular? It wasn't... No, it wasn't Pantera Pan- in general. It okay. was this fucking album. Okay. Because I was doing the same, I was rocking out the same way I... I was rocking out to Foo Fighters the same way I rock out turned to this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ooh, I want to rock out again to Pantera. <laughs> so what do you think that I thought of this when uh, you gave it to me? That you're not going to enjoy it? And, uh, like we say in past episodes, ah, fuck. Mm-hmm. Nah. 
Yeah, I wasn't. I, I mean, that. I I'm as open to it as I am anything. I mean, I'm gonna listen to it, but it's something I definitely was not excited mm-hmm. about, and it was just kind of like, God damn it! Because <laughs> again, I keep saying like, there's so many things out there that you like that like won't kill me, and you're like, I I am giving you things that won't kill you, and I'm like, but I don't think you understand that my threshold is <laughs> apparently lower than I thought that it was. Like I have to cut off half of what I listen to already, so I'm already taking from like half of what I already listen to. Yeah, well. So, how many times did you listen to it this week? This week, like twice, but I listened to this album. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many times. Well, I got uh, half of a listen, half of an album up on you. I listened to it two and a half times. <laughs> Counting so, this morning. Yeah, this morning was my uh, second full listen. It's oh, funny. Uh, it was just hard to not. It's. I get it. I, but I need to push myself. That's the problem. Like, I just need to get over it. It's my, like, I'm failing myself by not hitting my three because three isn't a lot. Yeah. I understand, though, that you were going through stressful stuff, though. So to make yourself listen to something that's probably going to add more stress, mm-hmm. it's like when my mom would drive and she would get in the city and she'd be like, turn off the radio. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that thing. Like, yeah. you. You didn't need this this week because you were already stressed out. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, but I, I knew it was coming and I knew I wasn't going to enjoy it. So <laughs> it's also just kind of having a negative uh, outlook when I shouldn't. I should be more open-minded. Um, what was your least favorite? I mean, that's so fucking hard Thorn. because I love every song. On this well, album. I can tell you mine. I can okay, go first. Tell me yours. I'm okay with that. So I did say that my second least favorite was Floods, but my most hated song on the album was tens oh, excuse me there's the obligatory yawn that i do every episode tens um, was my tens. absolute least really favorite. yeah no surprise heavy song uh my least favorite which is still a song i love is probably war nerve okay warner you know what i take that back Dra- uh drag the waters we know what dragged the waters because I don't know why I thought Warner was a different song because I fucking love it when he's like, for every second the pathetic meaning judges what I am and pisses. <laughs> I just love when he's just so mad. <laughs> yeah. Which he was he saying that because he was. They would ask him dumb. He hates the fucking me. They're asking him dumbass questions. They always cut out a sentence or a paragraph. Mm-hmm. You know, you judge me what I am in one paragraph. Fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I went first on my least favorite, yeah, what's I'm your favorite? Gonna say that my favorite was indeed "Suicide No Part One." Did you actually enjoy it, or it's just the one that was the least hard to listen to? It maybe falls somewhere in between there. Yeah, it had potential. Yes, there you go. But it was the easiest to listen to. Guess what? My favorite song is. Suicide Note Part 2. Absolutely. <laughs> God, I love that song. It's just so fucking heavy. That guitar comes in, it's like, it feels just, out of my bed. <laughs> it's so fucking heavy. If it was played live, I would have gone ape shit. Do you know how old you were when you started listening to this album? This album? Uh, probably, let's see. When did I start listening to Pantera? I started listening to Pantera probably eighth grade. I'm probably ninth grade. I'm getting into it. And how did did you originally just fucking love it? 
Or was it something I'm that you kind sure. of listened to you know what? and then came here's, back to? Here's how it went. I heard one album, which was not this album. It was Far Beyond Driven, and I liked it. And then I got the live album, uh, 101 Proof. Okay. 101 Proof, I guess you should call it. And that had like a selection of songs from throughout their career. So then I learned, but it has that sound that they have in this album, all heavy, all screaming. Mm-hmm. So even though he does songs from that first album where he put high notes on it, he's not doing them. He's just fucking screaming it. Yeah. So I got introduced to those songs in a sound that I liked, which then made me like the Cowboys from Hell album because I kind of already knew the songs. And it took me a while to get over the, why is Phil going, ah? Mm-hmm. And I fucking love it. Actually, Cowboys from Hell is my favorite Pantera album. I yeah. just didn't give it to you because I just like the progression of the Foo Fighters thing. Yeah. I okay. just thought it was a neat thing to do. Okay. Would you recommend this today? Absolutely. I love this album. All right. Have for a long time. I would never listen to it again. So, there's <laughs> um, so the I'm last. Have to do the radio interview on the toilet. Oh, shit. Oh, literally. Yes. Okay, so I am going to read real quick a review. Oh, yeah. From someone named Travis? Travis Harpster. Okay, that's not what it says here, but that's fine. It's probably like Travo. He left it on iTunes, yeah. It's Travo. By the way, guys, please uh, rate us, review us, tell us what you think of us, even if it's bad, but please like us at the same time. Tell your friends about it, too. (laughs) If you like us, let us know. Let others know. Say, hey, there's these idiots that I listen to. If you want to poop on our chest, let us know. I do. All right. So Ten minutes till the interview. Five stars, great podcast. Very entertaining podcast. I usually end up listening to the album they're reviewing before listening to the podcast and have discovered some new music I otherwise would have never listened to. I'd be interested in knowing what he's referring to specifically. Me too. Uh, Sam and Michelle are a hilarious duo. Thank you. Also, I'm glad they've taken a break from trashing Limp Biscuit, <laughs> aka the Beatles of the '90s, on every episode. <laughs> he loves Limp Biscuit, unironically. Okay, well, uh, it's probably not going to end since <laughs> well, we are the age that we are. There are going to be some references. I had that album when it came out, that three dollar bill, y'all. Uh, and then, P.S. Sam, you're ugly. <laughs> so are you, Travis. Fuck off. <laughs> We're ugly so, together. So thank you, Travis, for your review. We appreciate it very yes. much. Um, we have a episode for you that uh, we have already recorded. The next oh, yeah. episode. recorded since I'm going to be in California. He's going to be in California, and I don't want him to have to worry about listening to an album or something. So we officially, finally re-recorded the Parenthood episode. Yay. So Sam... And I have now twice together watched Parenthood and we reviewed it. And talked about it for two hours twice. Twice. <laughs> and uh, um, that's coming out next week. So yes. uh, be sure to listen to that. It's a great Absolutely. friggin' movie from the late 80s. And, uh, and I actually enjoyed watching it again. It was a different perspective this time. Good. I'm going to enjoy watching the other movie that we lost the episode of. So, uh, oh, yeah. Cool. Thank you very much for listening. Absolutely. And I just stole uh, that. Do you know what you're going to take us out to? I definitely know what I'm taking us out to. Right. It's already gone. Another live version of a song. My song. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Seriously. 
Thank you. We appreciate you and we love you so much. We want to hug you and kiss you on the forehead and make you feel special. But first, I have to poop. Bye. Bye. <laughs>